Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This week's message is Meditation and Guidance, and was recorded on Sunday, March 13, 2022. I invite you to look at the person next to you and say, I see your holiness. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see you. Yeah, I see you. Yes, thank you. I see you too. It's nice to be seen, isn't it? Yes, yes. In unity, we believe you're originally blessed, not originally cursed. We're going to keep reminding us of that. We're originally blessed, not originally cursed, because we're a child of the Most High God, and we know that God doesn't make mistakes. Amen? Right? Right, So we're originally blessed, we're originally good, we're originally holy, we are here to live an abundant life, amen? Amen. Jesus did not say, I came that you might have life and suffer. He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, amen, right? So in other words, if we're not living an abundant life, mm, we're missing something, huh? Right, so today is the end of our series. I say it's the end. We're always talking about the soul, but we wanted to, I wanted especially to start out my time here at Unity North Tampa really focusing on what I believe matters most, and that's your soul. It's like, it's lovely. We have a beautiful building and gorgeous grounds. I love this place. I love the intention. I love the energy. I love the people. But if we forget our soul, all this is meaningless. We have to be about the soul. And then when we're about the soul, then all of this gets used for the betterment of souls, see? Yes. So say with me, I am a soul. I am a soul. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be wrapping up several little topics we had. Remember, we, we first said, well, I have a body, but I am a soul. Remember that? which is great news for some of us, right? It's like, oh, thank goodness, I'm not known by my appearance. I'm known because I'm a soul. I'm not known by my color or my my age or my size or my orientation. I'm a soul. That's what matters most, my soul. 
I came into this life experience in this way because this is what my soul needed to experience this time around. But your soul is here to grow. Your soul is here to prosper. Your soul is here to evolve. So how we do that is we, we stop being rooted in the intellect. See, we keep thinking we can think our way through things. Now, when you turn on the news, tell me this. Does it look like thinking our way through things is working? <laughs> Not very well, exactly. And yet we keep trying it over and over and over again, right? And so we, as we grow up, you know, we, we learn, well, if you can just do it better and think your way through, then all is going to be well. But then life happens and, and we don't know how to think through an illness or we don't know how to think through the loss of someone we love. We can't think through that. It involves our feelings. It involves our soul. So it's like there's more to you than just the intellect. And as we spend more time together, I'm going to go deeper even into the metaphysics. You know, in the Bible where John the Baptist, you know, was the forerunner of Jesus. Well, we know what happens to him, right? To John the Baptist, he doesn't make it. Metaphysically, we know that's because John the Baptist represents only the intellect, not the realized spiritual self that Jesus was here to bring us. So you are a soul. You have been developing for a very long time. And a lot of times we've been unconscious of this. We've learned from the mystics who are about one-tenth conscious and nine-tenths unconscious, which means we only are aware of a little bit of our soul most of the time. But what we want to do is spend time um, connecting with our soul rather than being rooted in the mind. See, because when you're rooted in the mind, you take everything personally. When you're rooted in the mind, you think everything that matters, what people think about you. When you're rooted in the mind, you think that what you have is what matters. And when you're rooted in soul, you're free. Things serve you, not the other way around. You don't have to amass things to impress the neighbors because it doesn't matter what the neighbors think. That's why the scriptures say, seek ye first the kingdom and all else will be added. But see, we've been taught the exact opposite. We've been taught you are what you own. We've been taught to be scared of what other people say. We've been taught to be in fear, right? So what I'm really saying is what? Well, instead of living from fear, we live from love and soul freedom. Yeah, so we are seeking then to live from the soul, not just the mind, because the mind is limited and the soul is limitless. You say, well, how, how can this be true? Like, how, how do we do it, you know? How do we do it? How do I know what's mine to do? We often ask that question. Well, when you're rooted in the mind, let me, let me just tell you. Uh, well, let me ask it this way. Have you ever asked a question, how do I know if it's my ego or soul? Raise your hand. All of us, right? 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 So, so it's like we know there's these aspects. One is this personality aspect that tries to run everything. But then there's the soul of us that knows. The soul of you always knows what's yours to do, when and how to do it. Amen? Yes, your soul always knows. But the ego wants to fight that. So one of the key ways you know 
you are in the ego is the ego is always berating you and talking quickly in your mind. Do you know what I mean by that? Why are you doing that? Are you sure you should be doing that? What are you thinking? Raise your hand if you've ever had a thought like that. That's all of us, right? Okay, high five the person around you. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, uh-huh, I feel ya, I feel ya. <laughs> right? Or there is soul. And the soul knows. The soul doesn't argue. The scriptures say God speaks in a still, small voice. Which means we have to get quiet to hear it. And, you know, I'm sure all of us, well, I don't have one up here, but almost all of us are attached to our phone now about 19 hours a day, right? And so we're so busy getting interrupted all the time that we forget to unplug and get quiet. So what I love to call meditation is really simply stilling your thoughts. Like I use a word like meditation. People think you have to burn incense and chant om. To do that, and you don't have to do that, although burning incense and chanting the Om is a lot of fun. I've done it many times, but meditation is really just stilling our thoughts and listening to God. That's all, really what meditation is. The number one thing people say to me is what? I can't what? Exactly. But I can't stop my thoughts. That's why you practice. That's why it's called a spiritual practice, not a spiritual perfection. We all say, I can't stop my thoughts. And you know, I used to see people like, um, I, I met a Rinpoche and I've known several monks, you know, in several different traditions. And I, and I would say to them, so how do you still your mind? And they were like, <laughs> same way you do practice. You know, I said, oh yeah. So we're, you mean we're all just trying to do it? Yeah. I said, well, I want a cool robe like yours anyway. So, uh, because I said, you sure look like you know what's going on in that thing. So, we're all practicing. So, what I've noticed, so I've been meditating a really long time now, and what I notice is I drop in quicker and quicker. In other words, I can drop that personality voice, that ego voice that's going, and go, I just need to drop in. I take a deep breath and it's like, boom. So every time you try to meditate, every time you make the effort to still your thoughts, you know what you're doing is you're saying to the universe, I want to connect to my soul. You're saying to the universe, I want to connect with what really matters. I want to connect with all that is. And so spirit wants to support that intention. So as you set that intention, guess what? You get more opportunities to do it. Every time you do it, it's like you're, you create like this place inside yourself as you meditate. And then the next time, it becomes easier to go back there. Now, as I'm saying this, I know some of you are saying, mm, I ain't never going to do it. You might, though, do a walk in nature and be really quiet and let yourself get lost in the sounds of nature. That could be your meditation. You might, like my friend Dave, I asked his permission if I could share one of his ways of meditating is being on his Harley and riding. He goes into that space. He goes into that space of no thought and just being present. 
I have a friend that chops wood. That's his meditation. Great for his abs too. Great. But he says, that's my, that's my meditate. That's my meditation. I go chop wood. That's my meditation. That's my meditation. So I don't want you to limit what you're thinking of as meditation. Singing is often a meditation. Have you heard it said to sing is to pray twice? Even though we're singing, you're not in thought. You're not in rational thought. See, the world is rooted in rational thought, and we see how well that works. So we're trying to rise above that. But to rise above that, you have to still your thoughts. Say to the person next to you, still your thoughts. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget. You had to laugh. You're saying, oh, boy. Sure, you're saying. Sure. It's totally possible to still, still your thoughts. But now having said that, sometimes you feel like, well, I'm just sitting here. My mind is just going. Raise your hand if that's ever happened. Okay, good. Do you see how you're in good company? That means you're human, totally human. No matter what you say, no matter what I do, the thoughts don't still until they do. Until they do. Yeah, and then you go, oh. It's like, I close my eyes, blue sky. Yeah, that's what, we, that's what we're going for. That's what we're going for. So one of the ways that um, I quiet my mind is to use a one-word mantra. It's so simple, right? So when I was a kid, uh, we grew up near the railroad tracks, and uh, at night when I would go to sleep, I'd hear that train going by, and I was always wondering, you know, what happened to those pennies I put on the track. But anyway, the train would go by, and it would make the sound, and it would go like, you know that sound I'm talking about? There's one like in my sister's backyard. Every time I go visit, I can't wait to hear that at night. Well, when I was little, what I would do going to sleep is I would start to listen to that space between that noise, and that's how I'd go to sleep. Does that make sense? The space, Deepak Chopra calls it the gap. That little bit of space, oh, that's the silence. So when I'm doing my mantra, that's kind of how it is. I'll use the word like, uh, my favorite word to use is peace because it's both my intention and that, and it has a beautiful energy, right? And it's a one syllable word. So it's easy to use as a mantra. Peace. 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 And after a while, a few minutes, the word drops and all you have is silence. Yeah. Can you feel it in the room right now? Yeah. So uh, I have a dear friend. His name is Rod, R-O-D, and he works for a trucking company called Trans Am. Have you guys ever seen that on the road, that big trucking company? It's located in Olathe, Kansas. And um, anyway, my friend Rod was in one of my prayer classes. And he worked with truck drivers all day. He was a manager of the warehouse. And so they, you know, come in in their trucks and check in, do their paperwork or whatever. Well, nobody knew it, but um, when the guys were out, Rod would take his breaks and during lunch, and he would do that, that mantra, peace, peace. And so anyway, uh, one day he'd been doing it, you know, just a couple weeks' time. 
And this guy gets out of his truck and goes, man, Rod, I don't know what you're doing in here. And Rod goes, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know how to say it, man, but it's peaceful. (laughs) Here's my stuff, you know, goes and gets his locker and says it. And Rod says to me, it worked. I said, imagine. And I didn't tell anybody. I said, I believe that. I said, you were peace, and that just was like permeated the whole warehouse. It's a truck driver. Somebody we'd think, right? No, no, no. No, very spiritual. The truck driver felt it. He had no, I mean, you know, truck drivers are not known for their necessarily spiritual awareness, and yet that was happening right there in Olathe, Kansas at the Trans Am trucking uh, place. And all he did was peace. Right? Peace. Rod, what an amazing guy, amazing dad. His wife ended up becoming a unity minister shortly after that. Yeah. Beautiful family. Peace. So what really gets in the way of stilling your thoughts is your belief that you can't. Yeah. You know that old phrase, if you think you can or you can't, you're right. It's, it's kind of trite sounding now, but it's true. So just imagining and knowing that God's will for you is good and that you can connect with something larger than just your mind, this is very, very freeing. It's very freeing when something's bothering you and you're trying to find a solution. You can't find a solution. It's like, oh, I'm going to go meditate. And I want to tell you why. Why do we want to steal our thoughts? Because you have access then to a lot of information. You know, my good friend Lynn Barrett, who was here, uh, and she spoke, you know, a few weeks ago. And, and you know, her my favorite thing she says is, I meditate to get answers. It's that simple. I know I can't figure life out just with my mind. Right? And sometimes, if we're not working at stealing our thoughts, sometimes the answer has to sneak in when we're not looking. Like, have you ever noticed that? You're not paying attention. All of a sudden you go, oh, now I know what I'm supposed to do, right? That happens, right? Yeah. So that's that stilling of the thoughts. It's like for a moment you weren't thinking about it and the solution showed up. Well, when you're actually doing this every single day, you start getting a lot more answers and you start having a lot more peace more often. So you've been doing it, but for most of us, it's kind of unconscious. So I want to really encourage you to make a little time every day to just touch into that silent part of you. Don't probably try it when you're driving, but otherwise I want you to do it every day. Every day, just like even one minute. I used to say five minutes. Now I say just one minute, try it. Just one minute. Everybody's got a minute. Just try it. Touch in. And then as you start getting more aware, as you start getting more information, well, then you can start doing what I call receiving guidance, which means you're touching into this expansive realm where where all knowledge lives. So, of course, whatever you need to do next is going to show up for you in your thoughts. And as you receive guidance, then you can take action. Many of us, I know everybody in this room at one time has received guidance about something, but not done it. Well, see, when you start tapping in uh, more regularly, you feel more confidence in following that guidance. 
You feel more confident saying, oh, yes, this is mine to do. Oh, yes, this is mine to do. Because you're tapped in enough, you know what that voice sounds like. So I said one way you know you can uh, differentiate between ego and soul is, I said spirit knows, ego argues, right? Ego makes pros and cons lists. But spirit knows. Another way is, is it good for you? So if you're seeking guidance and you, you have this idea, the first question you have to ask is, is it good for me? Not do I like it, but is it good for me? Is it good for all concerned? If you're receiving guidance that's not good for all concerned, then it's not yours to do. That's not how God works. Yeah, so seeking that guidance and then following that becomes very, very freeing. Because you're tapped in, turned on, you and God are connected. You and God are one. You and God are one. It's like you are a fragment of God, and every time you meditate, it's like you're getting an upgrade. You know, we all love our computers and our phones. We all get those upgrades, you know, and suddenly, well, it's supposed to work better. Spiritually, it does. Spiritually, it does, right? Every time we meditate, it's like, oh, I just got some new information. Great. Great. Now I know what's mine to do. Now I know my next steps to take. So every day, take some time. Get quiet. Get still. Start with one minute if you're not doing meditation. If you already are, go to five. If that's good, go to 10, 15, 20, 30, right? Friends, this weekend, some of the teens from this community and several around our region, the teens are going on a rally, which means our teenagers are meditating, they're singing, they're praying, and they have no phones all weekend. Isn't this wonderful? Oh, yes, praise God. Yes. So do that a little bit for yourself. Do that a little bit for yourself every day. Just take a little time just for you, you and God, because this is your journey, this is your soul, this is your life to lead. We want to be souls that are growing, that are evolving, that are prospering. Amen? All right, please join me for a word of prayer. Giving thanks to God for all the souls here, we do acknowledge and give thanks that each of us are souls on this spiritual journey, that we are guided, that we are blessed, that we in fact are an aspect of God, and that you have brought us to this very moment to remember, to tap into that silent place where we can receive support and help and guidance. So for our time together today, we are grateful, we are blessed, and together we say, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Will you say that with me? Thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, and so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of of 818 Studios.